0: Being a business owner is tough. Last time I checked, right? We have something to do all the time. We have people to manage. We have clients to manage. We have things to deliver, and you know, just that, you know, res- that reality about bur- of burnout, exhaustion, overwhelm, and it really just keeps us from doing. Our best work, right? So good news today. I'm here with Debbie Dannon. She is an integral coach who's she's gonna help us figure out some ways that we can create boundaries. But we're gonna talk about what that really even means, first of all, and how those can help us really deal with that burnout exhaustion, that feeling of a business owner that we just have to do everything and be everywhere and overwhelm because this is such an important piece of our success, right? We've got to be able to actually be present our, <laughs> and healthy in our businesses to run them successfully. Welcome everyone to the Thrive Biz Chat, where we talk about what it really takes to run a thriving service business. I'm Selena Guerrero, your host. It's always sort of funny saying that, and founder of the Thrive Sales Accelerator, where I help service based entrepreneurs consistently generate more clients so they can grow and scale their business. Debbie, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Selena. It's such a joy. I'm going to give a little quick intro before we get started. So, everybody knows a little bit.
1: What's she going to say? What's she going to say?
0: <laughs> well, I came up with a secret bio and I'm not going to tell you what it was. No, she- <laughs> Debbie loves haikus. Okay.
1: True story. Right.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that later. Okay, Debbie is a certified integral coach and inclusive leadership consultant. She's based in London, UK, with 15 plus years of experience in leadership development and coaching to excellence through her practice. Debbie Dannon, Time to Flourish. She supports her clients to cultivate lives of true flourishing through practicing more authentic, courageous, and purpose led ways of being. That's like just sounds amazing. She is also co founder and the vice chair of Innovative Intergenerational Jewish Community, Makor Hayim, as well as being a mom and she's married to a fellow entrepreneur. You must need boundaries then. Thank you for being here. I love to start off the show with how did you end up doing what you're doing today? What brought you to being an integral coach?
1: Such a great question. Oh, that was a lovely intro. Thank you for that. Um, So I guess in some ways, you know, isn't it that thing that it all makes sense backwards? Was that Steve Jobs quote? So I arrived at being an integral coach through being fascinated with human flourishing, actually. So that led me over the years to study theology and religious studies at university. I was really, uh, really interested in philosophy and what guides people to be in harmony and in conflict and what that's all about human behavior. I then ended up uh, co-founding or being one of the, the first members of staff of a Uh, interfaith and anti-racism organizations so really looking at how do we um, understand how humans uh, have stories about each other and how do we deprogram ourselves from that and how do we adjust our behaviors accordingly and then um, worked in consulting for some years doing leadership development consulting, early talent consulting so strategic leadership development uh, processes and then um, in 2017 actually after a really difficult period. I uh, had a miscarriage, and then I was made redundant. So I went through a real moment of like boom, boom, boom. And then we had to move out of our flat. Actually, we had to be, our our landladies were coming back early from Tokyo. So it was just like I was just I was in my childhood bedroom at my parents' house, going, "What just happened to me?" And um at that time, well, two things happened. One is that I thought, "Well, I've been building things for other people for so long. It's time I really put that that uh, all that I back myself. I put all my confidence that i've been putting into other people's projects into my own so you know you're, you're nodding you know what i'm talking about <laughs> I do, and I do. so well, i started my own practice which started with training associate facilitating and, and coaching as well and uh, and i looked into kind of coaching training and the other thing that happened was that i co-founded a business called trust lab which uh, with a wonderful woman called yasmin akhtar to do diversity and inclusion consulting she's muslim i'm jewish Uh, We are really, really close. And we thought, actually, we have something to add to the conversation on diversity and inclusion where actually faith doesn't feature a whole lot in the business world. Um, And also we have the end to end skills to do that. So I guess um, that the 2017 was a real milestone to go. Do you know what? I'm going to back myself. And it's gone through so many twists and turns since then. I just recently certified as an integral coach after having my daughter. Um, I had I took two years rather than one year. And that was a real arrival at the realization that human flourishing really is about including as much of yourself as possible and the world is not designed for that. We know that from diversity inclusion practice. Mm -hmm. We know that the world is not designed for us to be our best selves. It's down to us and the communities we build around ourselves and I want to be community for people. I want to be people's accomplice and accompanier through um, times of flux and transition to help them really discover what it means to flourish and usually it's quite different from what they're doing right now. And that's not any fault of theirs, it's just because the world is as it is and expectations are as they are. So um, Yasmin and I just recently wrapped up uh, Trust Lab. We've been working together for four years and we decided actually we are gonna go our separate ways and which also required boundary setting, right? Of going, okay, how do we disentangle in a way? Um, But all on good terms. And now I'm committed to building time to flourish and seeing where that goes. So I have a few Things cooking on my hobs, my many hobs. I'm blogging, I write poetry. um, And as you said, I I also um, am really passionate about uh, building uh, an inclusive and intergenerational Jewish community in in London. So yeah, I guess uh, this has been a journey of alignment for me since
0: 2017. This is so, I just love everything you're saying. I'm so excited for everyone to hear uh, uh, more from you because I think that you know, this uh, this journey you've been on is a journey for so many of us, right? Where we're finding our way, where we're navigating the challenges. And I think it, I just want to say, you know, your company is De- Debbie, Dan, and Time to Flourish, right? And I have the Thrive Sales uh, Business Chat and the Thrive Sales Accelerator. And I, I think it's a similar sort of uh, moment of, of reckoning, of re- maybe for me, a recognition that you it, just having a business is not enough, right? That having a thriving business, right? Or having a life is not enough, that having a, a life that flourishes, right? Or a career that flourishes. And so I am completely aligned with that message. And I get that. And I think that's why this boundaries conversation is like a perfect sort of uh, topic to kind of cover how we, you know, how we need those in order to thrive and to to flourish. So I'm so excited for you to be here. I I have so many Questions. I know we have a, a lot we want to share with everyone. I just want to welcome anyone who's here. Right. If you have questions for Debbie to chime in in the comments, we, I'm no, sure Debbie would love to answer them. Um, so again, we just invite everybody here to say hello and to uh, and to ask questions. The first thing I want to just uh, do is kind of talk about. I would like to break down terms because I think we're always talking about these things and people kind of just this like turns into this like consultant speak where nobody actually knows what anybody's really talking about. So tell us a little bit about what Integral Coach is and then you can get into sort of what is about what are boundaries, really? I'd love to, to kind of just touch on the Integral Coach first uh, part first. Thank you. Sure.
1: So, yes, yeah, so Integral Coaching Um, A lot of coaching, there's lots of different schools of coaching out there. The reason integral coaching really appealed to me is because it talks about the whole person, that if you're going to create transformation in your life, we can't just use our brains and our emotions like that's a lot cognitive and emotional coaching is very common in the business world. I think there's kind of it was a cognitive at first, lots of models. Then it was like how are you feeling? And now I think um, integral coaching brings in the whole human in a way that I haven't seen elsewhere. So it brings in the spiritual, for example, i.e. what's your purpose? What are you on this earth to do? It brings in the somatic, i.e. the body which we're going to talk about today in terms of boundaries, our body knows so much and our brain, we are—we our, taught ourselves, the world has taught us to switch off our intuition. So how do we reconnect with that and really listen to what our bodies are trying to tell us? Uh, then there's the relational, which is our relational field with others is constantly changing and a source of such uh, comfort at times and a source of such conflict and difficulty at others. So how do we, um, what stories do we have about how we relate to people and how we might do that? So there's all these different elements to how we um we exist in the world, and then how do we integrate them? that's That's really the task of an integral coach is to mm. assess what a client is with all these different things and work on which muscle needs the most strengthening in a sense. So with that, what are boundaries anyway? this is this ties in beautifully, um Selena, which is um, boundaries are are our limits. So anything that we have is limited our physical strength, our um, physical energy has a limit. I hate to tell you this business owners. I mean, you've probably worked (laughs) out already, but you don't have an unlimited amount of energy. You do not have an unlimited amount of time. You do not have an unlimited amount of resources that is guaranteed. That's the kind of nature of the world we live in. So um, I think boundaries are the limits and, and and having boundaries is having an honesty about those limits, really admitting to those limits, and not seeing that as a sign of weakness, but seeing that as a sign of immense strength. Because rather than being thinly spread, you're concentrating your power within what helps you thrive and what helps you drive what you want to drive forward. Rather than being very, very thinly stretched, being resentful, being worn out, being burnt out. You know, heaven forbid. So, so our limits can be physical when we feel tired, exhausted, thirsty, um, sort of whatever that is that that, that feeling. Um, then they can be a bit mental and emotional as well. So mental might be about you know um, the, the limits that we that we experience. It might also be about time and energy, like where we direct, where using our brains we direct our time, our, manage our time, and direct our energy. Emotional might be about you know those energy sucks around you know things that that trigger us emotionally. Um, And that relates to the relational as well. So a lot of that's to do with other other people too. Um, And people rely on us, you know, Um, our clients rely on us, our families rely on us, particularly as women. We've been, uh, you know, it's not very long ago that women uh, were expected to just exist to supply everyone else's needs. So, you know, we have this message of being reliable, particularly women entrepreneurs. So in my mind, boundaries are limits and they are, And having boundaries requires us to be honest about where our limits are. And if you don't know where your limits are, don't worry. There is nothing wrong with you. It's just that the world is not designed for it. Like this, I cannot say this enough. I'm going to say it one more time. There is nothing wrong with you if you don't know where your boundaries are, because. The world expects us from a young age we go to school and we're told you know do your best and then do it you know, and a little bit more and you know if you are um, from a marginalized background for example you might find that you want to be the funny one or the the one who works extra extra hard or you know you, you have to um sort of earn your way you know into privilege in some way and it's such a it's such a rat race and it's such a lie really but there are all these ways in which we are taught to override our limits. And sometimes sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's healthy to like push yourself, Olympians, et cetera, great, that's used a lot. But at any given point, we always wanna be stretching into our stretch zone and not overstretching and ending up injured. Does that make sense? So maybe that's all I'll say about that, but I want to know what this is bringing up for you as a business owner and someone who supports people who are building thriving businesses.
0: Exactly. And I I just think that the average business owner is this idea that the world is set up in a way to for us to hustle, right, for us to push uh, to, you know, we do whatever we can to survive in our businesses. You know, Uh, we always say yes to the clients. Right. And so it's it's like that is the culture that we live in. Right. And, you know, in our in the business world. And I do. I don't know if it's just that I've kind of had an own, my own awakening around this, or if it's part of the sort of in the in the culture now, right? This idea of this integration of of everybody, every you know everything you are. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot. You would know this more than I would, right? But there's a lot kind of going on in the world right now that kind of tunes into mental health and sort of allows us to sort of be a little more human, right? In our work, in our career, in our in our businesses. But I do think just this idea of boundaries, like for a certain generation it's like you just did what was required no matter what and so that's why I think this conversation is really important because it's like we don't even know we don't know that we we don't know what we don't know right (laughs) I do I want to ask the question for our listeners you know what is how does it really help our businesses I want to we want to want to sort of front load this question because I just want everyone to sort of know first like wh- why is this really important what is how is it going to actually help because I think the obvious thing is oh well if I set boundaries I'm not going to do all the things I need to do to be successful the fear of, of yeah. doing less is just out uh, extraordinary right maybe you could just like I even you, you talked about it a little bit before but let's just get a little bit clearer on that how is that going to really help me when I create boundaries because it, that's the scary thing right
1: Totally, totally. And I want to say, before I do that, let me say a word about this loss thing because you've nailed it. I think our biggest boundary to setting boundaries is our fear of loss, I think. is like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, this is going to cost me. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be less as a result of this. And I want to posit that in fact, there might be a period where we do feel like we're contracting a bit and that, that some things fall off or some things we have to let go of. But actually what we're doing is concentrating our power at the center rather than spreading it thin. We can feel that difference, right? Mm. Between like being stretched and really centering. So let me give you three ways. There are lots of ways that boundary set, setting can help with business, but let me give you three, magic three. So first, it helps us get really clear on our priorities. We decide where we're going to put energy, where we're not. And even, I, I say priorities also in the energy sense of what, what you're good at, what you really thrive on, and actually what maybe you need to outsource, what you need to automate what you need to just spend less time and energy on it's that thing of like um you know I need to stop doing the dishes at 10 o'clock every night you know I need to um I need to make sure that I do that straight away after dinner because I need that time back in my life to you know spend with my partner or whatever so it's about you know what am I what am I really prioritizing and let me actually arrange my life around those priorities number two it helps us make more aligned and realistic decisions. So if there's a business owner, you find yourself taking off too much and then letting people down and getting into cra- like car crash situations, God forbid, then um, then this is for you. It's about going, you know what? It's about saying yes to the things that you really mean yes to and that you can take on. And it's about really aligning with, is this is this my niche? Is this my where my power is, or is this something I want to partner with someone else on, or is this something I want to pass on to another great associate who will do great work? And actually, this isn't for me right now. So it helps us make aligned and realistic decisions. And the third thing is, if we know where our boundaries are, we can communicate them to others. So that's a whole other skill. Knowing where our boundaries are is one thing for ourselves. Then there's communicating them to others. And this this you know how many times do we end up saying yes to someone through gritted teeth when really. With every fiber of our being, we're like, no way. I mean, and what does that breed? That breeds resentment. It breeds, a, you know, a fear of letting people down. It means we don't do things to the to our best ability. It's taking away energy from other things. So actually, it's a source of authenticity that avoids that the, all these kind of energy stuck things in the end. And it might be difficult, particularly for women who've been told you need to be agreeable all times. So you need to be, you know, and actually, you know, for men also, it's really difficult because it sends that message, particularly the way, and I say this not in an essentialized way, but because of the ways men and women are socialised, particularly in Western societies. A lot of men don't set boundaries because they think it's weak. It shows limitation. Men are supposed to be superheroes, right? So, you know, I'm generalising, but, but the ways of socialising means that communicating boundaries is really hard. And After you've done it, you really, I often forget about it. I'm like, it was so hard communicating that boundary to someone and they go, okay. And then, oh, I just have all this time and energy left in my life to do other things. So priorities, aligned and realistic decisions, communicating to others so that you're being authentic and honest with them and everybody's happier in the end. How does that sound?
0: We're all done here, thank you for coming. (laughs) That was, no, I mean, seriously, like, do we, it's funny because as you're talking, I'm thinking it It feels, it's really this it's issue of energy, right? Because it's like, I, I feel like I can't make this boundary. And then the amount of energy that it takes to not only execute the work, but the emotional, mental weight of it, right? Just lingers on of res, like personal resentment of why did I make that decision? So it's kind of, it's just fascinating, but I think that does kind of um, uh, require us to acknowledge that we're not robots, that we actually, that we are going to carry that weight emotionally or mentally. And that in, alone is going to exhaust us, hence the exhaustion burnout, right? Which doesn't necessarily come from physical exhaustion, right? But just sort of an over, over a sensory overload of everything that we have to do. So thank you for that. I, I want to ask, how do we know when we need them? Because I think, I see all those benefits so clearly the prioritizing, the alignment, the communication. But, like, I think as we're going in our businesses, we just feel like we have to do everything. So, like, what I mean, like, how do we recognize that in ourselves? How do we know that boundaries is what we need to solve maybe some of the issues that we're having? And then maybe we don't even know that we have the issues. I don't know. Maybe you can talk about that.
1: Totally, totally. So, I thought for this, Selena, I would bring two, two, two alternative ways in. So, we could go the physical route, which is what I usually do with clients who are in overwhelm and an exhaustion or like maybe not quite at burnout yet for it burnout. We definitely go for the body and we do some nice soothing things. But if we're like in that, that zone, I would start with the physical and then we can talk about the cognitive clues as well. So in the physical realm. So as I said before, the body knows, the body just knows there's an intuition that comes that we sometimes bury or we haven't been in touch with for a long time. And as I've got more and more in touch with it, I have, cultivated a sense of what yes feels like for me what no feels like for me Mm. and then the whole spectrum of maybe that sits in the middle and like journeying across that kind of tundra of maybe towards yes or no or yes with conditions like yes but i can only do it if xyz so um i work with clients on this and i just inspired by our conversations selena i wrote a blog about this recently um there's a, a way in which we can really inhabit all those times in our lives that we've said a wholehearted yes. So whether that was, you know, um, a friend asking you to go to a music festival or getting that dream client that you're like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. You know, this is the exact kind of people I want to be working for, for the exact kind of money I want to be working for, or um, something, or, you know, on your on your wedding day, you know, whatever it might be. Saying yes with a whole heart, knowing what that feels like, and then you can recognise it, right? You can be like, yeah, that's what that is. Then there's no, which is actually, particularly as women, I hate to say this, but we've been taught to override it. You know, it's crazy. The whole consent conversation is a whole other conversation, but it's crazy that we're taught to say yes in every conversation except in the bedroom, and then suddenly we're supposed to say no. Like, it's it backwards me. But, um, like, but I think there is something in that around what does my no feel like and what's my no trying to tell me and is it a fear no where it's like don't do it because it's going to be scary but actually if i like traverse the maybe tundra i can kind of get to like oh you know what that's a fear that i recognize that's the kind of trembly uh like nervousness but excitement or it's going no do you know what this is not safe for me this is i've had a client like this before and it turned into a total wreck like i'm not doing that again and knowing where where, where your red lines are, right? I had a a job, which I thought was my dream job, but actually I got burned out from it. And I set three red lines when I came back from stress leave with them, where I said, look, I need this, I need this, and I need this from you in terms of being able to perform here. By Thursday, I came back on Monday. On Thursday, they crossed all three of my red lines multiple times. The following Monday, I gave my resignation, right? Because we know what no, I, it hadn't occurred to me to like articulate them in that way. It was a coach that I worked with that really helped me do that. So if we know where our nose are, then we can we can deal with that. And of course, maybe is a whole world, right? Maybe because I'm fearful and that you know I don't want to say yes to this because maybe I'm not ready. Well, we can work with that. We know about the inner critic. We know about what might be standing in the way. We can talk to a friend. We can talk to a coach. Um, I do a whole lot of work with people around you know dealing with and integrating their inner critic. Then there's the whole world of like, actually, I really want to do it for the money, but it doesn't feel aligned to me. It's like the niche. It's not my niche. Right. I've got an off- I've got a thing on the table right now, which is something that I used to do. Something from previous work life that someone sent my way. And if I'm honest, it's a it's a it was a maybe veering towards no. I'm like, do you know what? This isn't my gig anymore. I know plenty of people whose it is. I'm going to send them this gig. So hanging out in that maybe place and really recognizing the nuances of maybe is super powerful. So I just wondered, before I go onto the cognitive and I'll make that super short, I wonder, Selena, what's resonating for you from your experience of this bodily experience of where your boundaries are?
0: (laughs) Well, I think it goes back to this idea that like the world is telling me I always have to say yes. And I think there's two parts. One is like, I don't even, I think up to a certain point in my Career, like I didn't even know there was another option, right? Like I didn't know I was actually like I could say no. I mean, it's not the world, it's not like you know, even it's I would t- take a job and I'd feel like I have to do everything. It was me almost doing too much, right? It wasn't even so you've got two, you've got two sets of that, right? You've got your own internal voice, right? And then you've got the external, but like at the end of the day, if you're not actually acknowledging that you don't really want to do if i could if i could like if i had like a dollar for every time i didn't even question it like i think that's the moment that you're talking about it's like oh i actually have a choice and i actually can like think about hmm Like, how do I actually feel about that and make a different decision? I think that's sort of like where the rubber hits the road. Like, if you're not actually having that moment with yourself, you know, because, and also, again, I just want to put this in a larger context of business owners, we're moving so fast and we have so many fires that I know that it is so hard to even slow down enough to, to think about that.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It's, I think the word that's coming to me is Permission. So a big part of my role as a coach, part of the reason I chose the name Time to Flourish. So I wanted to give people time to flourish between us. And because it's time, like we don't have any more time. You, 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 you we gotta live your life. And let's make sure it's time to flourish. So in the hour or an hour and a half or even a half day that I spend with somebody, a big part of my role is giving them permission to drop all of that, is to go, you're allowed. You're allowed to say no, mm. you have full permission to tell this person to go away, you know? Um there was somebody, you know, who was um emailing me a lot about this course that they were running and they like would email me like three times a week and I just like had to be like, and it was hard doing it. Like, please stop emailing, emailing me. And then I just didn't have to deal with it anymore, right? But it's like, until you do it, you're like, Rrr. so it's about the, giving us up the permission. So I really hear that. It's so hard. We're dealing with meta narratives much bigger than ourselves that are driving um, us to say yes. And the realities of running a business where you're a one person show, you know? So I really hear that. And um, I think that's where a coach can be really helpful to give us that time and that permission to slow yeah, down, a- touch inwards, you know?
0: I just think this, the skill building around, around that, just like anything, just like learning anything. Uh, so it's interesting. Cause I just feel like when you talk about becoming, um, you know, a business owner and you, you know, well, I, I guess I have a lot to say about around sales and all this stuff, about coming into a business and what you think the business is going to be like. Right. <laughs> and then you realize <laughs> there are all these other things that you kind of have to manage. And, you know, I mean, business becoming, becoming an entrepreneur is a very, you know, uh, it's really about this very self-actualizing sort of experience, right? And so it's kind of interesting. It's not just what we do, but how we do it and the choices that we make. And yeah, I just, I'm sure the listeners are understanding. I don't want to go on too much about it, but I'm i am right there with you. And I know a lot of people that are hearing this feel the same way. I know uh, Stacey was on here and she was saying that she was just talking about this. She's like the body knows and good for you, Stacey. You're actually paying attention to, to that because again, for all of us, uh, you know, what does setting boundaries require from us, right? How do I, like, this is kind of the question that I know you really wanted. This is kind of like the moment, uh, the, the most important question, right? It's a little bit of what we're talking about, but just help us, walk us through that. Walk us through that, Debbie. What does it require of me?
1: So so my my framework for any change that I'm trying to bring about is the same and the content changes. So What do we need in terms of self-awareness? What do we need in terms of practice? Things that we do again and again until they become second nature. And what do we need in terms of co-conspirators or community, right? We need people around us who are gonna be in this with us. So in terms of self-awareness, we need to get live to, first of all, we need to get honest. First of all, admit, I'm gonna say this, admit that we are limited, right? Like Elphaba says in Wicked, she's like, I'm limited. I thought I was unlimited. And then by the end of the show, she's like, I'm limited. There's just no, I cannot get around this. Like I thought I was invincible and I'm just not. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's called being human. And to get honest about that and then to go, okay, what are the narratives that tell me personally me that I don't have a right to my boundaries. So I need to be excellent all the time. I need to be perfect. I need to do it all. Otherwise I'm some kind of failure. I need to take care of everyone in my life, otherwise I'm a failure. You know, whatever it is, I need to be liked all the time. I can't afford to offend people. What get in touch with what those narratives are and and you know get 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 working on those. You know, you can work with a coach or you can sort of do some inner critic work. I think it's really important. And a tool that I use um to kind of increase my self-awareness around this is um to uh I guess when I notice that I'm spiraling about like all the things I have to do is to like write them all down and that slows me down. And then to, um, to put them into a kind of a-, a constellation. Sometimes I do it in like a circle and I'll like circle maybe like the top five things that are like really need to be done. And then I just let go of the others. I literally, even though I know I'm gonna do them tomorrow or some other time, I'll like scribble them out. And it, it feels really stressful. But then i look at it and i'm like oh five things i can do five things or three things right i can be more realistic about that so even just scribbling those things out and getting comfortable with the loss so that's really good then there's practice so we talked about practice in terms of the physical practice and i just wrote this this so you talked about haikus at the beginning i just wrote this blog which we're going to share um underneath this as well um which is uh, i was sharing a practice i share with my clients which is to do this exercise of yes no maybe and we do have a whole range of those a whole suite of them but um, as part of that i get clients to touch inwards and then to write haikus or to write a 10 words or less summarizing the experience of yes no or maybe for them so that then they have it like on their phone or in their wallet to be able to pull out in decision making moments to be like where on the spectrum does this hit like where is this that's a practice right to do that regularly the other one I have is, um, is I mentioned this to you the other day, JARS, J A R S. Does, so this is like, so checking in with, does this sap my joy? Does this sap my authenticity? Does this sap my resources? And does this sap my safety? Like, if this is like net draining on those things then this is a no like this is something I just not need to cut out of my life even if that's short term very uncomfortable so that's something I I have in my my back pocket as well when I'm weighing something up and then co-conspirators you know lots of people in your life have no interest in you having boundaries because they're quite used to relying on you thank you very much so we need to have to get interested in who in our lives is willing and able to help us learn about our boundaries and maintain them so I have my various uh, entrepreneur friends who we really try to help each other with this because it's very easy to say it, but you need that accountability. The other thing is to enroll people in your life. So I say to every client, who who in your life can support you to make this change? And I get them to name two people and to enroll them in that and to take them on the journey because I'm going to be gone. Like hopefully if I've done my job, I'm going to be, you know, do the work and then free them into their life. But those people that they're in their life, they're going to still be there. So that's really what I would say is, you know, it takes the self-awareness to clock what's going on. It takes practice of like going back, slowing down, checking in, working out where those energy saps are and taking action. And then co-conspirators is bringing in uh, that sense of accountability and support that's so necessary to make lasting change.
0: Wow. Such, so much wonderful information. I'm kind of, kind of blown away here. I want to, I want to repeat some of that for everybody. So the first, including myself, basically. Um, so first of all, You're carried away. <laughs> oh gosh, no, it's all so good. I'm like, ah, kind of like excited, so excited. Um, you know, I think this idea of like, yes, no, maybe that seems like, you know, something that's simple, like, right. I mean, I know we have all these other things. We have to be honest that like, you talked about just admitting we are limited. I love that uh, wicked <laughs> analogy uh the narrative like right like, right the giving us ourselves permission i think that's almost the hardest part like giving myself permission to like actually you know make different choices and then the practice itself right so just yes no maybe right on the spectrum of anything like get my little sticky you know put it on my computer whatever right like yes no maybe like that is pretty simple right just kind of as a starting place sort of that self awareness piece so Yes, no, maybe, and and I think sort of like secondary. I love this jars J A R S. You know, like is it depleting my joy? So like, how do I answer? Yes, no, maybe, right? Is it depleting my joy? Is it depleting my authenticity? Is it depleting my resources? And did it? Is it depleting my safety? See, I took the safety notes because I'm gonna make sure I use these. Um, I mean, it's it's. Um, I just love the way you, you frame this out because I feel like somebody who is not necessarily accustomed to creating boundaries doesn't even necessarily have that awareness yet. These are really simple tools, and I think that's amazing. I I, I really really thank you for sharing these uh, things that we can kind of wrap our minds around right very quickly and begin to build that habit over time because this is a big in some ways big life changes right that we have to kind of implement over time, and then of course that community that comes in so yeah, I don't even know what to say. I think this, I think these, these tools that you're sharing with everybody is like very generous and so, so smart and so um, uh, feasible, right? Do you think it's hard for, like in your practice, do you find it hard for people to to do this kind of work? Or do you think like most people can get there? Like what's been your experience on that?
1: Wow, such a good question. Yeah, I think Look, it takes practice. And, and when we start practicing, we're a beginner at something. I mean, it, there are breakdowns, right? There are moments of just, <clears throat> oh, wow, that went horribly. And, um, and, you know, even just coming back from holiday now, like I found myself just like having been so boundaryed, not looking at my emails, not looking at my socials, like suddenly bombarded and falling back into those habits and someone asking me literally straight when I was back, asking me to do something for the voluntary project I'm involved in. And I was like, did I just say yes to that? I just do so it is a it is it is a practice for life because we are battling mm. meta, meta narratives of society and all of the ways we've internalized those you know that make us us and that's fine but I have seen vast improvement I've seen vast improvement in myself because I totally relied on ple- people pleasing and being charming and saying yes to things to get my get by and as a business owner I just you know you just burn out that way and well even before like in my previous job so i think uh, and i'm thinking of a couple of clients setting one who was setting boundaries with in terms of work, leading a diversity and inclusion function within an organization as a black woman having you know having to really limit how generous she was being with herself because it was actually to the point where you know it was damaging to her health and where she needed to contract more supporters and more champions who could do the work with her because it just was like, it was it was not sustainable and not healthy. It was like actually a safety matter for her. And then I'm thinking of someone else in a totally different sphere who I supported, who is a, she's a business owner, she's a yoga teacher and a, an actress. And she was, you know, it was all about, um, uh, I guess, um, yeah emotional boundaries and boundaries with others you know how how to get over the people pleasing and 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 really be authentic in herself and let go of resentment so I, I have seen some absolutely amazing moves that people make and it is possible you know like anything if we practice it and if we have people to support us when we fall down and pick us up again it's possible
0: and when I think about people in their careers today, especially over the last year, and businesses in the last year, like there is a moment that has come for many where it's just a total breakdown, right? There's no right that if we don't try to make some inroads on making those decis- better decisions, right, about our resources and our limits. Right, as you started this conversation that there is a there's going to be a reckoning.
1: Yeah. Is that yeah. Dramatic. <laughs> no i don't think it's too dramatic and part of the reason why lockdowns were so challenging is because there was a complete dissolution of boundaries everything was happening within the home there where, where are the boundaries that you know the fact that we leave and go on a commute or we go to a co-working space or we go to an office or client there was no mm. no location it was all happening in the same space everything was collapsing into each other and now as we reconstruct after that there are some very big questions about what I guess one way to look at the question of hybridity and how we work from here, from now, from here, is what what enabling constraints or boundaries would help me do my best work and serve my clients best? You know, or what what could I, what, what have I learned needs to have a really strong boundary and what can be a bit more porous? I think, you know, mm. it's funny, um, as entrepreneurs, I don't think, I think it's a cliche, but I don't think we really have work and life. It's very entwined, but especially because my husband is an entrepreneur as well. We call ourselves the done entrepreneurs. Like every meal time has conversations about, I was thinking about this today and I am thinking about new service and I'm thinking about new tech and whatever. So, and that's joyful. If, as long as it's joyful, great. But if it's mm-hmm. sapping your joy, like I had to say to my husband when we were on holiday, I don't want to talk about work anymore. It's not helpful to me. It's just stressing me out. So I guess there's something about, there is a reckoning of like, where do we, now the boundaries have all fallen down how do we rebuild this lego tower in a different way maybe it's not a tower anymore maybe it's a, something else so um yeah i would say there, there definitely is a reckoning and i think that interdependence and community and co-conspirator cons, having co-conspirators in this is going to be key because it's just shown us that we there is no there is no slack in the system when you don't have child care or you don't have um, you know, like colleagues who can help pick up the slack or whatever, you, when there's no slack in the system, like there are very real constraints that means we have to lay things down. And um, yeah, so I wonder like for leaders and managers in organizations too, like how to renegotiate those those boundaries.
0: Yeah, it, it is the great, they call it the great resignation, but then somebody framed it as uh, the great reevaluation, right? Both from the company side in terms of how they kind of work life, they want to create for their employees and the employees, right? This re-evaluation and that reconstruction. I think they love that word because it is an opportunity for a little bit of maybe I can build this differently in my life moving forward. So it's a little bit of an opening. Um, I love, what did you say meta, meta narrative? What did you say about meta something about, what what was it?
1: Meta narratives. So meta narratives are like the big overarching narratives that um, we're we're participating in all the time without really having officially subscribed to them. So like performativity, and or like you know FaceTime, like I need to show face, or whatever. There's all these things that we sort of get co-opted into that are bigger than us. But that if we're, I quite like to think of myself as a bit of a rebel coach, where I'm like, Nah, we're not going to do that. So like like let's think about
0: other ways that we could do that even better.
1: So yeah, that's that's what meta narratives are. You're spot on. Yeah,
0: that reevaluation is. Is, is long overdue. I am a convert. I remember when we first were chit-chatting about what we were going to, what you were going to cover, uh, I said, don't use the word meta neveratives That just sounds too technical. <laughs> now I'm asking you what it is. See, you brought me, you, you brought me along with you. You're such a good teacher. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Okay. Anyone who's listening, if you've listened to this, you know that, Debbie is where at. Thank you so much. I want to share some information with everybody, debbiedannon.com. I'm going to put that in the comments. Please reach out to her. She has an incredible, uh, some new exciting things coming in the fall. So if you want to know about that and you want to be in touch with her, I'm going to put her newsletter. That's probably the best way to be in touch with her. Um, Also just because there's so much about Debbie that's amazing is the, the, the recent blog you mentioned about what your body knows about boundaries. So I'm putting that in the chat. Um, there's so many ways to reach out to her. And Debbie, I'm gonna just ask you one final question for everybody. What is the one thing that someone can do today? Like, I'm now finishing listening to this and I'm going to do what? Tell, tell people what to do. I wanna make sure that's really actionable.
1: Amazing. Okay, here's the thing. You mentioned it before. Sometimes we don't have time to even make this decision. We feel like we need to say yes, no, or maybe right, or yes or no right away. Mm. My one goal would be buy yourself some time. So when someone says, oh, we want you to do this and this and this, say, great, thank you. Let me ask you some questions to understand it and then I'm going to go away and think on it and I'll come back to you by X date. And then book yourself time in your calendar with a cookie and a coffee or whatever it is or just like go out and walk in the park and buy time to connect with your yes your maybe and your no. And if it's maybe, like really like hash that out. Like do do a do a J A R S, you know, you know, you can rewatch this and you can, you know, pick up all the tips, but really spend that time because actually um, if we get beyond the kind of initial anxiety, sometimes it's like a wholehearted yes underneath. Or actually we might think, yay, you know, this is big money, but actually underneath there's like misgivings that we could override very easily. So you can come back to your client or your whoever your spouse, your friend, with yes, yes, with conditions. I, I will do it, but I will only do it after the twenty fifth, or whatever, whatever. Or, no, actually, no. Sorry, I can't help you this time. And you have permission. You have my permission. You have Selena's permission. But most importantly, I want you to give yourself permission to take that time.
0: Yeah, that's Thank my you. one thing. Thank you very much. That's such a uh, such a gift of uh, 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 that uh, permission and if for all of those, you know check to do list checkers, obsessive check to do checklisters like me, just that break. that that's all you have to do. just take take the moment. So thank you so much. My goodness, what a wonderful conversation, Debbie. Thank you so much. I hope everybody goes and finds Debbie and she's just, well, you can hear how amazing and how thoughtful and how practical also you are about getting people to have uh, a more, flur- you know, flourish in their lives, have have time to flourish in their lives. So thank you so much. I don't, I don't know what else to say, That thank you very much. It was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And I'm sure uh, um, uh, everyone who's listening to this will benefit greatly from all of the amazing tips you've had. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anything else, thanks. any final words? <laughs>
1: No, just, it's been a total pleasure. And um, Selena, just getting to know you as well. I can just see that you're really living this philosophy of learning and being a beginner and, and really wanting your clients to thrive. Like that's what we're both, the business that we're both in. And I'm really delighted that we, we've we
0: connected. So thank you for yes. this wonderful opportunity. Awesome. All right, wonderful. Thank you everyone for being here. Thank you, Debbie, again, for all of your generous uh, uh, knowledge and sharing with everyone. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. See you next week, Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific. Bye. Bye.